What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Part Convos. This is episode one of... Wait, no. It's season one, episode three. Wow, she's consistent. Um, if you're new here, welcome. If you're not, thanks for coming back. Today's episode is going to be Teen Mom, not MTV's edited bullshit. I feel like at the time that I became pregnant, that show came out. I co- I totally could have been on there if I knew that they were like casting people. But would I? I don't know. I probably could have used the money. Anyways, last week's episode was about relationships, my relationship, and you guys asked me questions on Instagram. If you're new here, yes, we do have an Instagram, or I do have an Instagram. At Part Combos Podcast, we, or I ask you guys about any topic ideas. We take polls. My DMs and my comments are open, so feel free to head over there and follow. Without further ado, we're going to get into episode three of season one, Teen Mom, Not MTV's Edited Bullshit. So get in the car, loser. Let's talk. So just like all the episodes, we're going to take it back a little and we're going to talk about, you know, the background story of it all. If y'all don't know, I had a kid young. How young? I had my son at 16. So, when I first t- first found out, I didn't tell anybody. I didn't tell anybody for two weeks other than the dad. The dad, who is now my husband, um, that was the only person that I told. After two weeks, I couldn't hold the secret anymore, so I told my sister. And my sister told, or my sister's like a year younger than me. I tell her everything. Like, we're the only one in our family that's like a year apart. But I tell her everything. I told her who told one, she told one of the girls at our church. I'm not going to lie. No, no, I'm going to keep that to myself. If I feel like talking about it later, I'll talk about it later. But right now, I'll just keep it to myself. No, but um, I told my sister who told the girl from my church who told her dad. And then her dad told his brother, so her uncle, who just happened to be, get this, the pastor of our church. Now that I hear that out loud, I wonder why I still tell my sister things, because I still do. I still do tell her everything. Anyways, so when they found out, they asked my parents, like, oh, is it cool, like, if we come over? And my parents like, yeah, cool, that's whatever. And they're just wondering, like, what do they want to come over about? I'm sitting there knowing that they're coming to tell them that I'm pregnant. I'm I'm just sitting there with that knowledge and... Me and my sister are sitting there with that knowledge, and we're just looking at each other like, "Oh, I, I wonder, I wonder why too." So then they show up, and then they're they're just like they did a prayer, and then they're just talking about how kids are gifts from God. Like they they started out like that, and then my dad's like, "Oh, hold on, like can I say something?" And then they're like, "Oh yeah, go ahead." And my dad looks me in my eyes, and he's just like, "You're pregnant, huh?" And I'm just staring at him, and he's like. You're pregnant, huh? And I'm just like, yeah. I felt so stupid. Like, oh my gosh, I was so fucking embarrassed. Embarrassed because my siblings were there. They were listening and they're just looking at me like, oh shit, she's out here having sex. My younger siblings especially, like there's four under me. And they're just staring while I'm having this conversation in front of them. And I'm just like, wow, this shit's fucking embarrassing. 
and then my, I think my parents knew, even though they didn't know, like they were just finding out. My for a while, my dad's like, "You look super pale. Are you pregnant?" And I was just like, "No, what the heck?" Even though I knew that I was, or he even said it before I even knew I was pregnant. And then my stomach, my he told my mom one night. It wasn't that night that the pastors came by, but he told my mom like, "Oh, go feel her stomach, see if it's hard." I guess those are like tell tales from like Samoa where they're like where they can tell when a woman's pregnant they're pale and their stomach's like rock hard hold on I don't know if that's a car or oh no it's a plane take forever why don't you um yeah so I guess in Samoa that's a thing they if you're pale and your stomach's hard, that means you're pregnant. I mean, you guys should check it out, too, in your culture, too. If, like, if one of your family members is pregnant, just see if they're preg- if they're pale. And, of course, their um, stomach's going to be hard because there's a baby growing there. But when my mom was feeling on my stomach that night, or the night, I was trying so hard to make sure that it wasn't, you know, rock hard. And for some reason, maybe I was big back then, I don't know. I mean, I'm big now, maybe a little... But she was just telling my dad, like, oh, no, she's not pregnant. But I low-key feel like my mom knew right then and there. Like, she knew. Anyways, so the pastor and his wife, they go on to say how kids are blessings from God. Like, there was no sin committed and all that. Yeah, it's a bunch of church stuff. So then they left and my dad was not, he, he was, like, okay with it. Damn, this spot that I picked was noisy as fuck. Anyways. The pastor... My dad was, like, smiling and nodding with them. And he made it seem like he was cool with it. As soon as they left, he looked at me. He's like, what a shame. What a shame. He was very, very disappointed. Super disappointed. And I feel like disappointment was, like, an understatement. He was heartbroken. You just see his heartbreak honestly he didn't know what else to tell me other than I can't believe you got you did that I can't believe after everything we gave you guys after all that we try to do for you guys and you go and you get pregnant I felt like shit for sure as if I didn't feel like shit enough and then my brother was just like I can't believe you did that's your mom and dad yeah 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 like, well you're not my fucking sister no more you're not my fucking sister no more and I'm just like bro relax because I I'm sure you were 17 when you had your kid. Hmm. But let's not go there. <laughs> like, how you gonna how you gonna shame me when you you are the blueprint? I mean, I didn't go out and just copy that. Ew, no, I I didn't go and try to be him. But I'm just saying, like, bro, what? Eventually, like, all the feelings subsided, and my dad said what he had to say. Which wasn't all, you know, all that great to hear as a teenager. And then we all just went to sleep. Like, nothing just happened. And then my, for the past few weeks, my dad just ignored me. Ignored the fact that they, that conversation happened. So, with all that being said, I feel like in the beginning of my pregnancy, it it was always about me. It was about how people were going to take the news. It was... 
I was embarrassed about if anybody found out out of the family. I was embarrassed whether anybody at school would find out. And nobody really found out at school other than the kids that I knew. Even teachers didn't know. One teacher was just like, hey, have you seen so-and-so? And one of the girls there was just like, oh, she just had a baby. And she was like, I didn't know she was pregnant. Oh, well, now the whole class knows. So I feel like in my in the beginning of my pregnancy, it's always been about me and how I thought, like, how scared people were going to take me. I still went to school after having him. People looked at me different. Well, those who knew me. But eventually I graduated on time. And I hate that there's, like, a stereotype of, like, sorry saying like all the time i hate that there's a stereotype of teen moms like dropping out one co-worker was like oh how did you because they were asking me like oh you had your son your son young i was like yeah i had my son young i told them of the age and like, oh man one girl goes oh how did you get this job if you didn't graduate did you get your ged i was like excuse you bitch who the fuck said i didn't graduate i graduated my son was one and a half at my graduation but I graduated on time with my friends. The fuck? It's no offense to those who get GEDs or who drop out because they don't have any help. But how is that a, something to say to somebody? Honestly. You find out somebody's a teen mom. Like, oh, do you have a GED or did you graduate? Bitch, mind your fucking business. But yeah, my son was one and a half at my graduation. And I hate... That I never got a picture. When I think back to it, I feel like I don't even know how I graduated. My parents were trying to teach me a lesson, so they would watch my son when I went to school. But as soon as I got off, like, oh, here's your son. Here's your son. You laid in your bed, so, I mean, you made your bed, so sleep in it. So... Yeah, that's the background story of my son. He is now 13 and going to be 14 in December. And when I look at him, I'm just like, fuck. How did how did time just pass by like that? How do we just go from being yelled at in a motel room about being pregnant with you and now... Here you are, this grown-ass man with a mustache, a deep voice, an Instagram. It trips me out, though. So the other day... Well, lately I've been feeling like shit as a mom. Especially to him. Every day when I get off of work, I drive home and I have this thought in my head like today... Today we're going to be nice. Today we're going to we're going to go home, hug the kids, kiss them and just ask about their day. If you don't know, if you're new here, I have a 13-year-old, a 3-year-old and a 1-year-old. My 3 and my 1-year-olds, you know, they're they're kids, but my 13-year-old a teenager, obviously. That makes sense. So when I get home, my my little ones, the three and a one year old, are already outside, like calling me mommy, 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 and I'm like, hop out, hug them, kiss them, and then as soon as I enter the door, like I see something or I don't know, it's just it doesn't make sense to me sometimes. But I open the door, and if I see 
my son's just laying there and I know he has homework or if I see him or if I smell him like my kid has B.O. I'm telling you B.O. and he for some reason just doesn't get it yet and I get it because he's still kind of young but before I even say hi I just pop off pop off I go what the fuck have you been doing all day like that's literally how I talk to my kids if you want to stop listening to me because I'm a you feel like that makes me a shit mom then yeah you should you should just stop listening now because I'm gonna go down a fucking rabbit hole on how I could have been a better mom to my eldest growing up I'm gonna keep going back and forth from like my my personal childhood to my kids growing up my parents have always reacted before they thought. And I feel that's where I get it from. I don't know how to think and then react. I react, then they go cry, they do their thing, we, we, we have time apart. And then I think, could I have handled that better? Instead of in the moment thinking, oh, he's like, he's a teenager, he just got out of school. How could I handle this without hurting his feelings? I'm not into gentle parenting. Like, I'm going to slap my kid if they need a good slap in the face. If you don't like that, maybe this isn't for you. But like I said, I'm not into gentle parenting. But a lot of my reactions are out of hand. And even my husband sees it sometimes. And he'll whisper it to me or he'll text me like, okay, that's enough. And I hope I'll see nothing but red because I'm so fucking pissed. And I feel like that's how it was growing up. My parents, my dad especially. My mom was more of a, like a comforter after the beatings. Because we got our asses beat. But my dad was like the disciplinary parent. That's the one who we were scared of if he ever got a hold of a bad report card or... That's the one we would be scared of if the school ever had to call home because we did some stupid ass shit. He was a disciplinary. Not so much my mom. But my mom sometimes like didn't agree with how hard he was like hitting us. Anyways. So. I feel that when I react before I think. And then I have time to think about it because I haven't heard from them all, all day or they'll just try to stay out of my way. Or it mostly, it's mostly, it's not them, it's him, my, my eldest. He'll try his best to stay out of my way to make sure that he doesn't piss me off. And that shit fucking hurts when you see your kid trying to steer clear of you because, because you're a fucking bitch. And I'm, I'm not gonna lie, that's what, I am that. But if you ever calls me that, then I'm, no, we're, we're fighting, but. Like, I am so mean to my kids sometimes. And I... And it's not just right now. It's like, even as... Even as a teen... I felt like I put too much pressure or... I didn't know how to be a mom. I didn't know how to be a mom. Like, our menstrual cycle, nobody taught me anything about that. Nobody gave us the birds and the bees talk. Because, like I said, it's taboo in our culture. Like, you just steer clear of that. And then once you come across it, it's because it was fate that put you together. Sorry, I just put my chair back. So, nothing about the human anatomy. I hope that's the right word. I don't know. Like, your whole, your body. Nothing about sex. No sex ed talk. Nothing. 
we had to figure everything out ourselves. So even as a teen, I was expecting my son to like do shit that he he wasn't even supposed to do. If he cried, I'd be looking at him like, "What the fuck are you crying for, bro?" Like he couldn't talk. He couldn't tell me what was wrong. He couldn't like put into a sentence what was wrong. I was expecting him to be like, oh, I'm hungry at like one years old. I put the teen in mom before I put the mom. I would freak out because I was tired. I would be annoyed because I had homework. I would lash out because I was having a bad day. But to my baby, he didn't know I was a teen. He just knew I was his mom. Let me say that again. As a teen mom, I put the teen first. And then I was a mom. But my kid knew nothing about the separation of that. He just knew that I was his mom. And he depended on me for a lot. And I feel like in some ways I let him down. I look at my kids now and my two younger ones. And I look at my oldest and I just regret not loving him the way that I love them. How... How patient I am with them when they cry, when they scream. Well, I don't have that much patience, but I mean, even before I react, I'd be asking them like, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? And then I think back to when my eldest was younger and I don't remember that. I don't remember the compassion. I don't remember the empathy. I don't remember any of that. Like, don't get me wrong. I love all my kids, but with my eldest, he was like, my trial and error phase. And that shit lasted for almost 10 years. Because 10 years passed by. Then I had another kid. And then a switch just flipped. And suddenly I was a mother that he never had. And you could just see him. When he watches me play with the little ones. You could just see in his eyes. Just like damn. like I don't remember that lady. I don't know who this lady is. Because sometimes I catch him just staring at how I am with them. And how I play around. And you could just tell just. He's just observing and just trying to take it in. And I don't know, from where I'm sitting, I could just see him playing back his childhood memories with me. And and I'm sure it looks nothing like how it is now with the babies that his siblings. And I'm not saying we didn't have good days. We have met, We had fun memories. We had great days. We look back on and talk about sometimes. But I myself remember the days where I could have chosen understanding before I chose anger. I could have chosen love before I chose discipline, but I didn't because my excuse was I was a teen. I didn't know. And like sometimes I believe that. But then I feel like I had a stronger mindset to where I could have shut that off. Like, if, okay, yeah, it's cool. I grew up like this. But my kid doesn't have to. I could have just shut it off, but I didn't. Because it was easier to react. It was way easier to react than to sit there and dissect the situation and see what could I do to make sure that my kid feels loved. To make sure that my kid feels like I understand him. And I did none of that with my eldest. Like, now I do. And even now... um. My kid, my, my, I have a son, he's three and a daughter that's one. And 
I just find myself going in for hugs, in for hugs, like random times. Anytime I can get a hug, I would just go in for a hug. But for some reason, I'm my old my eldest. I just stopped hugging him. I don't know why. I just I just stopped. Growing up, my family and I never hugged each other ever or told one another we loved each other. It was It was just, hey, you know, we knew. We knew there was love. We knew love was there. Sometimes we would kiss our parents at night. I think I remember. We used to kiss our parents goodnight. And it was, goodnight, I love you. And then at a certain age, it just stopped. And that's what how it was with hugging my kid. At some age, it just stopped. One day, uh, we, I was just playing with the babies and then I was just hugging each and one of them and just kissing them back and forth. And they're just laughing and laughing. And he just sits there and he's like, you never hug me like you do the babies. And that's when it hit me like, as tall as my kid is, he's six feet. As big as my kid is, he's 200 plus pounds. As tall and as big and his mustache is growing in as my kid is at the end of the day he's still my kid and I had to just put the babies down and just go in the room and just sit there and not gonna lie I cried I cried because then I had to think back like yeah I did hug you and I couldn't even remember in that week or in that day, if I hugged him or told him I loved him. Like, there's past... I have past trauma that I don't know if I'm ever going to be ready to talk about on a platform like this. But I hope I do one day in case somebody can relate to it. But there's past traumas to where... I don't know. If it's not my husband or it's not my dad... I couldn't... I couldn't hug a guy like that. And I told my husband that one time. I was just like, I don't know, like, I don't know why I can't just hug him. Like, I don't know why it's weird to me or, oh, bitch, I'm fucking, I'm about to cry. But, um, I told my husband, like, I don't know why I can't just fucking hug him. Like, when he hugs me, I just get grossed out. And and then my husband's just like, I know you've been through a lot in the past, but you got to shake that. That's our son. And who who else do you expect to hug him? He's like, I'm not saying get over it. But you got to realize where to draw the line. That's our son. He's 13 now. And he still goes in for hugs. He'll hug anybody and everybody. I'm not even lying. And sometimes I look at him like, bro, like, you don't have to hug everybody. But then you gotta think back, like, okay, bitch, but do you hug him? I've learned a lot from being a mom young. And there's so much I regret, especially when it comes to loving on my babies. Especially that oldest one.
so as as he got older we moved out of the motel and we got into like different apartments we never really had like a great living situation we we always moved a lot just because california is fucking expensive so you gotta have more than one job to survive in this bitch and a lot and i'm like at some point i did have two jobs a lot of a lot of what i did was for him like when i had two jobs it was just him i didn't have the other two i worked and i worked and i worked and at one point i had the two jobs one started at 7 30 the other and ended at 2 30 and then the next one started at three and ended at 11 and in my head i was giving him everything that i never got i was gonna buy him and everything that i was my parents were never able to buy for me i was gonna do everything for him that my parents were never able to do for me i don't sit here and i live i i don't sit here and or resent my parents that's the word I don't sit here and resent my parents for all that they couldn't do for me because there was so much more that they did for me. But when I was thinking back to it, I worked and worked and worked because I wanted to give him so much and all he really needed was his mom. He didn't he didn't give a damn about the newest Jordans. He didn't give shit about being the flyest kid in his kindergarten class. He didn't give a shit about none of that. He was only about four. Three or four. And I was working two jobs and I barely got home when it was time for him to go to sleep. He was, he would say goodnight to me, kiss me, and then he would head to sleep because he had to wake up for kindergarten in the morning. Wait, no. Yeah, that's that's not four. That's like five. And now that I think back on it, I clocked in and my baby was like four. I clocked into my jobs and my baby was four. And one day I clocked out and looked up and there was this six foot gentle giant 13 year old that stood where my kid used to stand. And I don't even know where the time went or what happened in between those times. And he doesn't really care for hugs as much as he used to, but he still comes in for them and he still comes in for kisses. But he just somehow learned to live around me. He learned to survive with me, but without me. And when I was getting ready to, when I was writing down down notes for this episode, that, that was probably one of the hardest truths that I had to come to terms with, was that my baby survived with me, but also without me. <laughs> and with everything that he's been through with me, like being being a strict parent or an unemotional parent he's become the complete opposite for the two babies he's become their safe haven he hugs them all the time he kisses them all the time he loves on them as if he's telling himself like mommy couldn't do it for me but I'm gonna be here for you 
even sometimes when I yell at my kids or I give them like a little tap here and there. It's little guys, relax. And he'll just look at me like, do you need a break? And he'll pick one of them up. One time he picked them up and he just looked at me. He was like, you know, he's a baby, right? And I was so mad. But so heartbroken at the same time. It's just, he's young and he knows that. What the fuck is your excuse? I came across a TikTok where a young female was saying, I realized that the way I treat my parents now is a reflection of how they treated me as a child. She proceeds to say how she's dismissive of their feelings because they never really dealt with hers. She gets annoyed when they call or talk too long. And she doesn't really like spending time with them. And it hit me that once my son goes to college, I may no longer hear or see from him. And it would be my own fault. When people say they live with no regrets, sometimes I kind of look at them in a weird way. Like, I can't, no, not me. Can't be me. I regret not waiting for sex I regret not loving my baby the way he needed to be loved I regret allowing my feelings to overshadow his needs I regret taking on two jobs to give him what he needed when (laughs) what he needed wasn't wasn't something I could buy There's always an ongoing battle between my head and my heart when it comes to talking to my son. Sorry, it's getting hot in here. Or maybe I'm just in my feelings, but in my head, I'm just pissed off. I'm just so fucking pissed. And I just, I just want to say everything that, every bad word in a book, just because I'm, I'm fucking pissed. And that's how, that's how I grew up. When you get mad, you know, you just call people what the fuck you want to call them and then you move on but when you have kids you have to think differently and in my heart it's telling me like relax breathe this is your child not a random stranger not some kid that you're trying to fight or not some adult you're trying to fight this is your child but my head always overpowers my heart and my heart doesn't really get stronger until later on. Kind of like what I said in the beginning. I react and then I think. And what sucks is when I think back to it, God blessed me with the easiest baby. He slept through out nights. He never cried. Was always independent from the day he was born. And still to this day, like I don't know how I fucked up something like that. That was handed to me on a silver platter. Silver platter, meaning God gave me the opportunity to be a mother to one of the easiest babies. And it should have been a walk in a park, but I fumbled that bag for sure. I fucked that up. I have a lot of regrets and failures, but... None of them ever came in a form that I believed it would have come in. It wasn't a number. It wasn't a dollar amount. 
It wasn't not being able to book, like, you know, lavish trips or anything like that. It was lacking compassion where it was due or needed. It was allowing past hurts to keep me from loving mine. And it was deeper than anything I would have thought. So, I just want anyone out there struggling as a parent to know that you are not alone. And to learn from my mistakes. You're going to make your own, that's for sure, but learn from mine as well. Always think before you react. Words cut deep. I feel like a lot of the things that I've said to my son as he was growing up in the past 13 years, even some that I've said probably five, seven years ago, they still hurt him because sometimes he'll bring them up. One time, bitch, one time he was telling me, oh, can I buy my teacher flowers? And I was like, flowers? It was a joke. I was joking. I was totally okay with buying his teacher flowers. He's like, yeah, it's her birthday. And I'm just like, flowers? You never buy, you or your dad, you guys never buy me flowers. He goes, yeah, one time I gave you flowers. I was like eight years old. I gave you a flower that I picked out from a bush. And I was walking from, I was walking behind you and you dropped it. I literally had to sit there and just think like, how the fuck? How do you do some shit like that? How do you just, like, you could have thrown it away after if you really didn't want it. But no, my dumb ass dropped it right in front of him. And he's 13 years old. That shit happened when he was eight. Kids see things that we don't. And they hurt deeper. Kids are young and they don't know how to put their feelings into words. So they're going to cry. Especially with my little ones. At that age, when he was, when Elijah was, mm, I just gave away my son's name. When he was young and he would cry, I would get so irritated. I would get so irritated. But I never took the time to understand why he was crying. Maybe he's hungry. Maybe he's tired. No. Because I was tired. Everybody else had to shut the hell up. Even my, even my baby. Another thing I would suggest parents, hug them. Hug them so tight until they get annoyed by your hugs. Love them so hard. Nowadays, I do hug my son a lot. A lot. And another thing I would say is <laughs> they don't need material things, especially at a young age. Wait till they're teenagers and they want Jordans and Vans and Dickies because they're back in and all that shit. But at, as a kid, they don't remember that shit. Even with my little ones, I I go and rewrap toys that they got that they never opened and I give it to them. And they're just just as shocked as when they opened them the first time and never but they never play with it because they have so many toys.
So that's my story about being a young mom. I've had a lot of mistakes. I've had a lot of growing up to do. But my son helped me with a lot of that. He helped me. He saved me. And I'm always going to be grateful for him. But I'm not going to lie, like, thinking about it and thinking that he's going to be in high school in a few years and then college in a few years. I'm just like, wait, (laughs) slow down. And then when I see pictures, I'm just heartbroken all over again. Because if it weren't for pictures, I probably wouldn't remember my child at that age. And it's crazy because most of the pictures I took, but because I was wasn't at all present mentally as I was physically I don't remember much so I hopefully the impact I leave on him now overshadows the bullshit that I put him through back then because that shit eats me up at night for sure and hopefully one day I'll have him on here and he can tell you guys about his childhood and we'll see if ours match. And he's such a sweet kid. He's six foot, almost six foot one, 200 plus pounds, gentle giant. And I promise you, he probably wouldn't even want to bash my name. He'd be like, oh no, you did hug me. Oh no, you, it was, it was, it was fun. And you could just. I could tell nowadays when he's lying. And if he lied just to, you know, make sure my feelings aren't hurt, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad at it, but then deep down I'd be heartbroken. So love your kids. Oh, and I saw this affirmation that I wanted to share with you guys. Maybe you can tell your kids or text it to your kids, especially the teenagers. It's it goes, You're wonderful, you're loved, God made you perfectly you. Go get him, kid. And that is something I'm going to tell my kid every day. All my kids. So I hope all of you took something from this. And if you decide you don't want to listen to me anymore because I'm a jerk. Be a little hurt, but I understand. This was a hard episode to record. But I'm happy to share my truths with you guys in hopes that we learn from each other. So if you have any more questions or if you have any insights, I will, I'm so open to them. My DMS are open on Instagram. My comments are open, comment, DM, whatever. I'm down. I hope you guys have a blessed week. I'll see you guys again next week for another episode. I'm not sure what we're, what we're talking about next week. Hopefully something on a happier side. Because this was kind of sad. Made me cry. Anyways. Thanks for listening. Hope you guys stay dope. You guys are the best. Thank you. Bye.